0: To on the block with Stricken Bach on 937 The Ticket and the
1: TicketFM.com we're back here on a Monday on the block, and uh, it's a championship Monday, as I like to keep mentioning, because the Husker softball team took home the gold there uh, from East Lansing with a victory over Michigan. So, congrats to the softball team. Uh, also, very excited as uh, as usual, our Monday guest is Stephen M. Simple here on the Honda of Hotline. Stephen M. Simple. <laughs> and there's a bit of trash talk already already going here. We think Shootout with Strick is better than Shut Up shut. Simple. What do you think, Sim? Yes. Yes, we're gonna have a challenge one day.
2: I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna when I when I get because you know we've already stated it. Sticky is coming back. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go on the show and I'm just gonna tell him. I'm gonna get him to shut up. Simple. We're gonna have a (laughs) we're gonna have a fight on the show about who's got the smartest, uh, acumen. Wait a second,
0: what's going on? What's Shootout oh, with Strick? Oh, oh he that? walked in. What's he heard that? me?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Shootout with Strick is our version of Shut Up Simple basically. We have a game show where you have to you have to beat uh, Strick in some trivia and then you get to uh, you get a prize.
0: Shootout with I like that. I like that.
1: Yeah, it's not too bad. He's a forward <laughs> basketball player and all.
0: Uh yeah, I did know that. I didn't know that about him, the young man.
1: <laughs> well, so He's
2: been around a long oh, yeah. time. Uh uh, you know, Bach. he Listen, he don't look a day over what he looked like back in, you know, the 1990s. I mean, he looks the same, except he had a lot more hair. He he was, he was one <laughs> of them pretty boy, you know, he walks in with his, his little notepad. He was one of them pretty boy types. He's like, yeah, so stricky. Yeah. What do you, um, what do you think about this? Yeah. <laughs> man,
0: I was not a pretty boy. I never, <laughs> was a pretty boy. Uh, I never had to write anything bad about you. Cause you're always on your, on your game, you know, but, uh, yeah, I, that was, those were fun. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. Those were fun years, my friend. Some
2: great years. Yeah, it sure was, man. And, you know, I, 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 listen, Sip, I mean, this is something that's thrown out there. We're going to throw this out real quick. Cause I know Bach has got some tremendous and wonderful questions for you, but listen, I've had great run-ins with beat writers and you were one of them. And there were some others. Um, I've had bad run-ins with them too. Whereas I've had beat writers that are really just looking for controversy and uh-huh. and it's okay to write about controversy, but. When you're taking words and parsing them and making it to, to fit a certain narrative that goes out there, that's what made me really set a real bad taste in my mouth uh, at one point in time. It happened in Dallas and it really kind of uh, put a little bit of uh, division between me and, and Don Nelson. When, we, when he was coaching because Don thought I was I was coming against him when he was really an advocate for me he's really one of the reasons why I was with the Dallas Mavericks so that you know you know just quickly tell us about that fine line um, of how being a writer and making sure that the context of what you're you're writing or are you just kind of uh Stephen a Smith type and, and the those types that are just looking for the controversy
0: well I yeah that's a tricky question. I will say this. Stephen A., is a I, I believe he tells a lot of the truth. I don't think he I, – I think – I get it. Now, he's very controversial, but I don't – what I see of him strict, he's telling truth. Now, they're hard truths a lot of the time, and he pushes it far. Now, your case that you, that you talked about with Don Nelson, now, that's why – now, that's a very interesting – part of the conversation, and, and, and I will tell you this, Strick, the good sports writers are mindful of the words they put out and how they can affect a lot of different things, and that's what, what you just laid out is really unfortunate to me, and I understand why you know, that might cause some cynicism on your part regarding the media. If you get mm-hmm. burned like that, it, doesn't, it often doesn't just wear off fast. And I know that, I know I know the way that works. So you know, I'm not perfect, but I do. You have to be mindful. A lot of the times when you're writing about Eric Strickland or an athlete, a team, and you're quoting someone, you, you often not all the time, but you often have to be mindful of the way this would impact that individual and that that individual's standing with the team. How it'll affect how his words will affect his situation with with his team maybe maybe in some cases with his family, um, his friends, his whatever organization he that that person plays for yeah I think if you're a, a mind you don't want to go overboard all the time with that but I know this part of writing that's that's very difficult I mean it's a lot it's difficult to me for a lot of reasons but one of them is recognizing the gravity of what you're writing and with nebraska football or in your case when you played for the nebraska men's basketball team i recognize the gravity of those words you better get it right i mean it doesn't mean you're shying away from right things that are said but you better get it right and it better be in the right context right okay right and i and and i know this eric I know this because I've worked in the business for a long time. There are some writers that are much better than that than others. You one the one of them that is on your airways at the ticket sometimes is Brian Christofferson and I'd never. There's few guys I've worked with that were. He was so mindful of context, and, I, and that mm-hmm. I was. I always admired him for that. Even context, and I never. You never worry about someone like Brian Christopherson getting a, a quote wrong. Because not only was he mindful of getting the quote exact, exactly right, he was very mindful of the context. Like this, this is the context in which Eric Strickland said this. And right. so, hey, that all, I mean, writing is not just getting sentence structure right. It's, it's not just spelling words correctly. There's a lot that goes into good writing, and you identified one of the things.
1: And so of course this is uh, this is our first time to publicly be able to talk to you since uh, you announced your departure from the Lincoln Journal Star uh, and just let me say that uh, I you know I I wanted you of your, be missed. Yeah, you'll be missed. You're in your, I'm one of your biggest fans. You've been doing that uh, yep. at the Journal Star my whole life. I'd wake up in the morning a little 5-year-old Bach would run to the sports section and read your articles and you know that, that kind of led all the way up wow. to uh, to now I suppose but uh, uh, we're all so uh, you know obviously a uh, great career there and uh, we're very thankful for you um, for being the journal star for so long and now we you know we can't wait your next decision when are are you going to put some hats on the table and and stream live what your what your next decision is going to be uh yeah for the (laughs) seven people that would care um i i
0: I would say that um you'll know um june one is when okay well you'll know my next venture but hey i gotta tell you something thanks for saying that bob i didn't know that and i appreciate you saying that And, and that those sorts of things mean a lot to me it does i mean and I, but that's you know that's that's part of the pressure um, that you feel sometimes. But I, I really that that that, that humbles me, back.
1: Well, I, I appreciate that, and I saw a lot of that in your response too. It's just you know it, it, you've been a staple over there for so long, so it did it did, uh, it did po- positively impact a lot of people as uh, we looked forward to those articles coming out. Uh, I did want to get to some Husker news too. Is uh, uh, Nebraska landed a uh, safety over the weekend? A transfer from Alabama, Kane Williams. Uh, what's interesting about this is is where was there necessarily a need at that position, or did they just feel like he was that big of a, of a type of player that they wanted to roll the dice with?
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. Need I mean, if you look at what they have at safety right now, there's no, there's not a glaring need. I, I think they feel pretty comfortable with Miles Farmer, Marquise Buford. Those would probably be your main guys, your starters right now. If the season were to begin, Deshaun Singleton, the tra- the junior college transfers, right in that conversation. You know, Isaac Gifford um, from right here in Lincoln. Is in that conversation. Also, you know, as in he's a nickel too, so he's capable of playing, you know, either or various spots in the defensive backfield. And no, Paul Gates. I mean, no, Paul Gates is right in that conversation too. So, no, it's not a glaring need. I think, on the other hand, I think it's somewhat a response to that sort of exodus. Florida players. Remember, <laughs> during sort of the fog of the pandemic, you lost guys okay. like Jaden Francois and Henry Gray. Um, There's another couple. You know, linebacker Keyshawn Green got out of here. Uh, Marcus Fleming, the receiver, got out of here. All these Florida guys got out, but three of three of them were defensive backs. So I think you're sort of you're sort of restocking in response to that. I did. And and you know you know you guys know how it goes. You guys are you guys know sports real well. Sometimes it's just a matter of adding good players to your roster and not overthinking it too much. Um, so, do you turn that down? If Kane Williams wants once Kane Williams wants to come to your school, maybe you just say, "All right, we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes." He's only a redshirt freshman, guys. If this isn't like Stefan Wynn where you're taking a redshirt senior and you're gonna plug him in right away. It doesn't necessarily have to happen with a redshirt freshman.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. More of a long term uh, scholarship there. Uh, you mentioned Wynn. Is there was there in, did I mean did he come for his, his weekend visit and and what have you heard on that front?
0: Yeah, Stefan Wynn is the Alabama defensive lineman, red shirt senior, highly recruited out of high school has played only sparingly. He's a rotational guy at Alabama. yeah, he uh, it's from what I heard today, it's kind of a coin flip, Bach. Georgia Tech is in that conversation heavy, and Texas Tech is in that conversation heavy. I think if I think if you talk to some staff members at Nebraska, some would feel more confident than others, and now you just kind of kind of wait for Stefan Wynn to make his decision.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. And then the the other part of it too is uh that they'll be over the scholarship limit. When do you expect um the you know we're we're trying to add here, when do you expect there to be some departures? Is that just kind of slowly trickle out until you get to uh get to game time?
0: Well, grad yeah, graduation was the other it was Saturday. Um yeah, they're right at the 85 man limit right now. Um so there, there will have to be some matriculation that I think will happen fairly naturally. I don't, I wouldn't, I'd say it's nothing to worry about. Um, there'll be announcements soon, I imagine. Well, of course, there, there ha- there'll have to be announcements soon. So yeah. I, I don't think there'll be anything that is shocking to anybody.
1: I also wanted to ask you about uh, the, the NCAA, um, or you know, kind of the the opposition to the NIL is is trying to get you know basically the collectives run out of the deal, or or at least uh, monitored quite a bit, and in Nebraska to their to their credit, has kind of been preparing for this NIL world much better than the NCAA was. Are, is, is Nebraska in any trouble of being punished, or, or are those collectives uh, in any trouble uh, as they've been set up with uh, kind of the battle going on there in the NIL world?
0: No, you kind of alluded to it, Bach. The Nebraska's, I can tell you this. Okay, Nebraska has its collective, we'll call it, the, you know, which is ABM. And but also, what people have to understand is Nebraska has a compliance department, um, an NCA compliance department, and that compliance department has been very closely monitoring Nebraska. Nebraska's collective it, it's it is monitored very, I know that. I mean, I'm, I'm not I wouldn't come on the radio and, and speak to all your listeners without knowing that. So, Nebraska. Bottom line, I guess, Bach, is that I don't think Nebraska is impacted by this news. For Nebraska, I characterize it as more of a reminder than anything. I, I, it's not an adjustment Nebraska will, will have to make. Not a not a major adjustment, anyway. Um, the complaint, Nebraska is, has an NCA compliance department that's very active. Let's just put it that way. So it's not like Nebraska has been running roughshod in any
1: of this. Yeah. I, I just thought that was interesting because I know, you know, the collectives have now become the enemy and Nebraska did a good job of kind of building theirs up uh, the right way, as you would, you would kind of think uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, real quickly before we let you go, Sip, you got to you got uh, I know you watch the NBA uh, pretty closely. Do you have a champion coming out of uh, the, the final four you got now with the, the Celtics and heat uh, and yeah. now the Warriors and the Mavs on the other side?
0: I was listening to you guys talk the other day. Um, you guys cover the NBA really well, by the way. I, I haven't watched the West enough to comment with any credibility. Now, I've watched a lot of the East, um, I, and I don't know, Strict, I'm more of a, I've always been a little bit more of a fan of the Eastern Conference for some reason, um, and I, I, I've watched those Eastern games a lot. It's, I, I kind of agree with Barkley. I'll take Boston because I think they have more players who can be offensive, efficient offensively. I just think they have more of that. I think, you know, they got Grant Williams going yesterday. Um, of course, you got Jalen Brown, Tatum's Tatum's pat in the midst of passing players on the list of the best players in the NBA. I can't get him in the top five. I can't. You can't get Jason Tatum in the top five. There's no way. Yeah. I think you're getting close to getting him in the top ten. Um, But, you know, those are three good offensive players they have. Hell, Pritchard, Peyton Pritchard hit big shots yesterday. Um, You know, Tice Tice has hit some some for him. yeah. What's that? What's that? Tice. Tice has hit some too, some big shots. shots. I just think they have more players capable of being efficient offensively than Miami. Both the teams are tough-minded. See, I don't know, Strick. I get a little out of my league when I talk about this stuff, but I like—I think they're typical kind of Eastern Conference teams that I grew up with, tough-minded, physical teams. Um, and I like—I like the East, and I—and I, and I appreciate what Boston did to get to where it's at.
1: Yeah, that's, that's funny you said that, Coach Erik Spoelstra. The Heat kind of said it's going to be a, a bit of a throwback series between the Heat okay. and Boston because okay. of how physical they are. So,
0: yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I—I I mean, I grew up. Well, Strick understands. I grew up with the bad boy, watching the bad boys, those bull, the Chicago teams, and I was a huge fan of those Bird, Parish, McHale teams. That was a rugged Eastern Conference in the back then, and I, I like this. I like that it's that way now, at least with those top two.
1: He is Stephen M. Sibler, our weekly guest here on Monday in of early break. Uh, you can listen to him every morning from six to eight with Jake Sorensen. If you uh, if you've been in Iraq, I mean, it's a heck of a show. It's been here about six years now. So, uh, but uh, that's a that's a great show we have for you. And, and thanks again uh, for coming on and joining us today, Steve.
0: Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for your kind words. I, that doesn't—that means a lot to me. Take care, okay?
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you. There you go. Stephen M. Simple, once again, of early break, and uh, tune in uh, by June. We'll know what his, uh, his next job is, so that's very exciting stuff. We'll take a quick break. Uh, when we uh, return, it'll be time for Shootout with Strick, the best game show on the station. Right, Strick? Right here. That's right. So call 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline. The first to do so will get in line and have a chance to take down Strick. Strick is looking for a redemption tour himself from last week. Uh, So give us a call, 402-464-5685. $15 to Buffalo Wings is on the line. That's coming up next here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket.